This is Live Art. I'm David McDonald. On this episode, we get to listen to a conversation Boris and Marla have with tenor Rafael Cavero. Before we get to that, I would like to ask you to please subscribe to this show in the Podcasts app in your phone so that you can get each new episode automatically downloaded for free. While you're there, it would be swell if you would leave us a review. You can find more information about the Timucua Arts Foundation at timucua.com. That's T-I-M-U-C-U-A dot com. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, we've got an interview with Peruvian-born tenor Rafael Cavero. Rafael has performed in operas all over the world, and he lives right here in Orlando, which is pretty cool. He talked to Boris and Marla about how he came to opera, how opera is different all around the world in the various places he's lived, and what he's really thinking about when he stands on stage and sings. This conversation was recorded in May of 2017. You were born in Peru. You immigrated to the United States. But you found your first major success in Europe, especially in Germany, I believe, right? Yes. How would you describe the difference in the musical culture in each of these countries? Oh, it's, in my opinion, it's very big. Yeah. Especially Germany. Yeah. Um, they, German and Austria, Austria, they um, cultivate the music a lot, especially the art, the, the classic music and opera. I, I can resume everything. You have opera for kids. Yeah. And this is so important because you educated the kids. Yeah. And the kids in the kids involved the complete family, the fathers, the ma- the, the, the parents, the, the grandparents, everything is there. Well, let me stop you right there because I'm fascinated by what you just said, because one of my questions was, how would you describe what you do to a five year old? This is a good question. First of all, you need to control many things, especially if you're a kid. Yeah, especially if you're a kid, because, you know, you have kids in opera also, you know, in Germany, they call it Knaben. 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 Yeah. And this is very important. First of all, um, you don't give, you don't need to give them stress to these kids. You know, you need to show them that it's a, it's a, it's a game, it's a play, of course. But of course, this, these kids need to have uh, some knowledge about music, some knowledge about technique, not so much. But it's important they have some uh, some ideas about how to sing because it's very important to know how to sing because you can damage your voice, your instrument. Um, Raphael, I want to ask you, uh, how many languages do you know and do you need to know the language to sing in it? <laughs> well, I may speak uh, four languages. Wow. Yeah, I may, I, may, I may understand also a little bit French. I may speak English, uh, German, Italian, Spanish. I understand the Portuguese and French. Yeah, um, answer your question about if you we need to know uh, a language to sing. No, you can you can learn the dialect. Yeah, right. but if you know the language, is much much better, especially German and Russian and French. Because because, because it's like a story. You're telling a story when you're singing. Not only that, you need to believe what are you singing. You know, so it's much easier 
uh, if you speak the language, know about the complete context and understand the language and the, the grammatical thing when you sing, especially in German. Yeah, German is very sometimes is really hard to talk, you know, and s for some people it's very hard to hear too. But it's not right. Well, I want to say something. I, yes. Me being German, I you're the first person of Spanish heritage that I've met that speaks German the way you do. I mean, German oh, is you. a complicated language, oh, and yes. you speak it beautifully. And I'm not. I, I just can't believe how well you speak. Oh, thank you. Vielen Dank. Bitte sehr. But Marla and I were having this discussion about one of the one of the questions I wanted to mm -hmm. ask you because I thought it was a good question and she was a little uncomfortable with it. But that's why I'm glad that Marla, the artist, is here because I think you should ask. Okay. So <laughs> do you feel that you paint with your voice? Because I'm, like Boris said, I paint with a brush. So tell us how you create the scene with your voice? It's a very, very good question. Of course, you need to paint with your voice. If you don't paint with your voice, you are saying nothing to the audience. Sometimes people doesn't understand the language, but for them it's very important to feel what you're singing. You know, you can transmit through your voice. It's the same you can transmit through your painting also, you know, some lines that you draw in the, in the, in the, in the canvas. Yeah, I know for, for sure it's a very good question because my mind is a painter too, you know. Your mother is a painter. Yeah, and, um, and what you... happened? Uh, people doesn't know sometimes what happened in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the drama, in the opera. So it's very important when you say something, and you draw with your words so you can involve the people in that way, you know. You just made me think about something interesting. You, you said that there's this drama in the opera. Do you think it helps when you come from a culture that is very dramatic, you know, that screams a lot? And... <laughs> yes, but you need to control yourself. It happens to me in one traviata. I was singing in, in Germany. And, um, and in the part of the, in the third act, almost uh, when the opera finished, you have a part in the casino, in the casino area, you know? Juan uh, Alfredo, you know, said to everyone that Violeta is a, is a, is a I'm sorry, for I'm going to say is a whore, you know? Mm -hmm. But what, and he lost the control. He lost the control, and I lost the control too in the opera. And I pick up the soprano and she, I mean, wow. she was very, very close to to get some uh, injuries in, in the stage, you know, how, on the stage. Let me ask you, how did you get become involved with the opera and the music? How did you become interested in that? How did you learn, you know? Oh, this is a, a, also a beautiful question. Uh, uh, one more time, my mom. My mom loved the opera as well as my dad. My dad has a beautiful voice. He wasn't a, he was not a professional singer, but he sang fantastic, you know. He was a natural tenor. So I saw my mom when I was when I was seven years old, six years old, he was painting and hearing some Wagner music and Beethoven and some uh, operas like Cavalleria uh, Rusticana, Pagliaccio, very, very dramatic. And I said to myself at that time, I say, okay, I'm Koto. You know, I'm, I, <laughs> that's You're it. Hooked. Yeah. You're hooked. <laughs> okay, my, my last question, my last question is, which composer's music do you find is best for your voice? Oh, wow. You have a lot of composers, but I think uh, knowing my characteristics in my voice, I think the dramatic part, you know, uh, especially Puccini, Verdi, uh, Ruggero Leoncavallo, 
Yeah, that composers. Because I'm a spinto tenor, you know, or lyrico piano, you know. So I think this is the best the best uh, composer for my voice, and I feel it too. Well, I have one more question. Please, can you tell us um, how much you have to sing to prepare, and, and do you sing in the shower? <laughs> a lot. Shower is the best acoustic that you can <laughs> yes. find. And, uh, yeah, people doesn't have idea how many hours an uh, opera singer need to rehearse to have a level to, to be on the stage because you, you need to practice your vocal, your, your technique, what you're doing with your instrument, also to learn the music, also to learn the, the movements on the stage, of course, you know, especially when you're in opera production. You can, you can train. I I'm, I'm train myself like three, four hours, only vocal technique, but when I'm in a production, it's eight, ten hours sometimes, you know. So you're the first guest that I get to say, gracias, amigo, danke, mein Freund, Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. Gracias, gracias. Danke schön, Caro. Thank you so much, Rafael. Thanks for listening. I want to make another quick plug for Timucua Concerts. If you're listening to this, if you got to the very end of this show and you thought it was fun and interesting, take a minute to visit the calendar at timucua.com and pick out an event. I don't know what kinds of music you like, but like I said, if you've listened to a whole episode of this podcast, I am guaranteeing that you'll like a lot of what Timucua is presenting. Nearly all of our concerts are free, donation supported. Just bring a bottle of wine or a snack to share. Along with the music, the shows nearly always feature a visual artist creating really cool stuff live in front of you, responding to, participating in the performance, all curated by your friend Boris, who you just heard on the show. The full calendar is there at timucua.com. That's T-I-M-U-C-U-A dot com for all the details. The executive producer of Timucua Presents is Chris Belt. This interview was conducted by Boris Garby and Marla E. Smith. It was recorded and edited by me, David McDonald. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you at the show.